0: Welcome in to another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy. I am your host today, as per the usual, I suppose. Um, Today we have the wonderful privilege of continuing on the journey of our foray into the exciting world of spiritual formation. Uh, I know for me, uh, for a long time, those were weird words um, that I didn't fully understand and actually kind of resisted. Um, So I've really been enjoying actually this time that we've been spending on this topic. Um, The the first uh, session we just talked about kind of what spiritual formation is and kind of the process of knowing God. Last episode we actually talked about the concept of knowing yourself. Uh, Know thyself that you may know God. We talked about stories and we talked about tools and we talked about our shadows really great episode. If uh, if you haven't uh, heard it yet, I'd encourage you to jump back over and, uh, and hit that one up. Today, I've invited back my good friend, Sue Giordano. Welcome back to the show. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you. Great to be here.
0: I'm so excited. We got our microphones fixed um, to actually function. <laughs> so um, they will get to hear both of us today, not just one of us. And uh, that mostly works out best for you because my voice is so loud. No. Um, <laughs> So today, we're actually talking about the spiritual disciplines aspect of this. Um, what, uh, I guess, so we're going to talk about prayer, and we're going to talk about Bible reading, and we're going to talk about Sabbath. Wow, that's crazy. And and um, the concept of spiritual retreats. And so I'm actually really looking forward to just kind of digging in to these concepts together because I think... Um, anytime we can give people permission to just slow down a little Mm. and reflect a little, um, can bring so much health to the otherwise frazzled and tattered soul. Um, and so that's kind of my heart today is that we would get to speak to, I, I can only imagine, you know, that there are people listening today that are just feeling frazzled. Um, I mean, even to some extent, maybe this podcast is even just one more piece of the noise, uh, in your life, like there's just always noise, there's always sound, there's always something going on in your world, and so today we're going to talk about just the the ability to, to slow down a little, and and actually hopefully free people up a little bit um, because people have preconceived notions about how they connect with God. Am I right?
1: Absolutely, and people think it's it's, it's a doing, and so they're like, Oh, I got to do this, I got to read my Bible, I got to pray, I got to do this, and with that they put a lot of stress on themselves. Like, did I get this done? And so just really want to introduce the joy of what this can be and how to separate from the busyness, the distractions, the minds, um, to just be still And in any of these disciplines. And we're only talking about a couple of them. There's so many, but um, I just think about how, even with COVID, everyone's like, oh, but we were forced to slow down. And did people really slow down or they just get on more Zoom calls? Um, So taking time to learn how to slow down um is a, a great i felt service. like
0: i felt like that was kind of accusatory towards me mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> Never. i know seriously i totally that's a real thing is we like uh we we're forced to slow down quote unquote yeah. but we still found ourselves very busy even sometimes i think they, we found ourselves busy once again with social media to a different level than before. You know, you get that screen time report on your phone.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yours,
0: you know, like, yours is you, up. <laughs> like well, you're up 875,000% from yeah. last week. Like, oh, maybe I have a problem. I need to get that looked at. So, um, so maybe as some, some, yeah, let's try that again. Maybe some kind of precursory comments of even how. How people are designed um, is different from person to person. So I think, you know, you and I will we'll talk today and go back and forth and like maybe share like wow this really worked really well for me or I've connected really well with God in this way and other and some people might today be listening and just go uh, I'm not I'm not picking up what you're putting down you know like that does not speak to my heart at all and and we're here to tell them that they're crazy right?
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> okay. So so you're not crazy um you're just you're uniquely made by God. And so it's okay to connect with him in a way that is unique. I mean we're going to give Absolutely. you some some ground rules, yeah. some like anchor points. Like we need to be anchored in the word of God as our primary revelation of who God is, right? But even how we interact with the word of God has a lot of play in it. And so you had some really fancy words as we were kind of talking beforehand, <laughs> um you know, Why don't you give me some of these fancy words and kind of a quick rundown of what in the world does that mean? Sure,
1: absolutely. So there's these four types of spirituality. And and as we've talked about in the last couple of podcasts, everybody's unique. And everyone just kind of, as you learn more about yourself... You can draw closer to God and as you learn more about God and how you interact with him. And so the four types of spirituality are just that. It's just what do you lean towards in in your relationship with God. So they talk about the mind and there's, you know, you you know God versus the heart where you sense God. So people tend to fall somewhere in those categories. Um, And then they talk about, which these are big words, so uh, cataphatic and apophatic which is, um, cataphatic is the revealed God, and apophatic is the mystery of God. And so again, it's just different ways that we interact with God, and so it creates this four quadrant um, that people fall somewhere in the quadrants. Um, And we don't wanna go a lot into it, but if you look into that, you'll find that you fall into one of these quadrants, and that also is where you tend to fall when you look at your spiritual um, disciplines as well. So for certain people, they're going to fall certain ways for um, spiritual disciplines. And as we talk about them, those are what's comfortable for you. But there's other ones that may not be as comfortable, but as you explore them, they can open up new new ways of experiencing God in different ways.
0: Yeah, I think um, one way, I just from a practical standpoint, to kind of flesh that out a little bit, um, I've always told people, like, prayer is the area that I struggle the most with in regards i mean well okay fine sabbath might be the one i struggle the most <laughs> <gonna> with say. <laughs> uh, silence and solitude you know just sitting still and being quiet um it, you know especially in our hyper distracted culture can be really challenging to do um but i always say if you put the bible and prayer next to each other like i'll always pick the bible there's something about the i just i love the bible i love reading the bible i love studying the bible so the the concrete nature if you will, of the word of God, it really speaks to me. Um, The, the ethereal, um, uh, squishy, like squishy part of the whole prayer journey is, is, uh, so it challenges me. Now I know that prayer is a vital part of my spiritual growth and my spiritual formation, but it's, but it's a challenge. And so I think what, one of the things that you're saying is, Hey, there's a lot of, there's four quadrants. You probably like fit pretty solidly into one, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't uh, try out the other three quadrants. That actually it helps you become more fully engaged in your relationship with God. It actually makes you a fuller, more complete person. Um, And so that doesn't mean that you have to live in the other quadrants because you probably should focus most of your attention on the stuff that is kind of how God made you. Right. And so so give people permission to kind of be who they are, uh, but also give a word of challenge to say, hey, maybe step outside of that and and grow, you know, challenge yourself to grow a little bit and just see what God might do.
1: Yeah. And when you say Bible or prayer, I'm going to go to prayer every time because that's where I am. I'm a, I'm a heart person. And so I go to prayer. That's easy for me. So the Bible I've always used as very much like searching for different things and looking up different things. I have been walking close to Jesus for, I don't know, 15, 20 years, and I had never read through the entire Bible once. And everybody's very was very shocked by that. And I was like, it's just not my thing. It's just not my thing. So last year, I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. It's gonna be my new thing, I'm gonna try it out. And it was awesome. Like I was like, oh, that's that story everybody talks about. Um, and so I made it through in one year. And it was, it was very much, um, it was a really good year with God because I was constantly learning and growing. And it's still not my first thing I go to. Prayer will always be probably. But it, it pushed me to a new level of understanding who God is in my relationship with Him.
0: Yeah, that is so good. I, I actually love... I love that we're both sitting at this table with, um, not opposing, but just we're created differently. And I love, I love that God put us together for this episode, um, to like actually demonstrate the, the opposites, if you will, and how, um, we're both, we're both, I think I would say successfully growing in our relationship with God, even though we're kind of made naturally, you know, with a bent towards a certain, uh, A certain avenue of knowing God that is different. um, And both of us are finding life by challenging ourselves to try the other things of that of that recipe, if you will. So um, that's awesome. So so today, as we jump into these topics of of Bible reading and devotionals of prayer, of Sabbath, and of retreats, just know that it might sound a little um, crazy, like, man, that does not ring my bell. I don't know. like, But to just challenge you to maybe just try every piece of it, like even if it doesn't sound awesome, uh, make a point to write it down later and, and try it out and see what God might speak to you and how he might move in your heart as a result of it awesome so now we get to jump into those actual points we don't we don't need to talk about talking about it anymore we can actually (laughs) talk about it so um so it's like it's like the intro tell them what you're going to tell them and then tell them and then tell them what you told them so uh so we're here we are now about ready to tell you what we're going to tell you so um so bible and devotionals and uh, so maybe I lead this conversation because this is my jam, right? This is and, your jam. and so, and then you can help lead the prayer part. All right. So, um, so for me, I found uh, two two specific methods, um, just for guidance purposes. They're not they're not in the Bible, you know. So it's not like you must do it this way. But I think sometimes it's good to start with a general framework on something, just so you know what direction to head, you know. And uh, so find a general path and. Uh, Speaking of paths, actually, I meant to mention this in the the precursor comments. Um, When you were talking about the four types of spirituality, another angle on that conversation is covered in a book by a guy named Gary Thomas um, that is called Sacred Pathways. And he actually uh, pulls it out to nine nine different spiritual profiles. Um, It's a very fascinating book. And also, I think pretty liberating as well, just where some people connect to God in in silence and solitude. Some people connect to God better out in nature, which it sounds from your descriptions that you'd be maybe one of those nature people like being out on a hike and being out, you know, amongst God's creation is something that really speaks to your heart. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, and so just all these different ways that people connect with God. And so I've found pretty much i love gary thomas as an author so i would pretty much recommend anything Um, his book he's done a whole bunch of books uh, with the word sacred as the first Um, and so sacred marriage actually Mm -hmm. uh, is an incredible book he wrote on the topic of marriage obviously um, that uh, i always say saved my marriage before my marriage needed saving and Mm -hmm. so uh, because it is it's that good and so uh, because I just gave such a loving, uh, you know, review of that book, I'll I'll post a link to that book and Sacred Pathways in the show notes so that people can access that. And I think that'll be helpful resources. And we will find something on the four types of spirituality to also put in the show notes. So um, if you're listening and you're like, "What in the world was Sue talking about?" We're gonna <laughs> link something for you so you can find out. Now, Bible and devotionals having some guidelines, having you know a pathway to follow. Um, there's two methods that I, um, the first one I ever came across is, is called SOAP. And I wanna say Wayne Cadero is the first person I'd ever um, heard that um, utilized that method. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. And so SOAP is just an acronym. So S-O-A-P, uh, scripture. So start by reading scripture, then make observations that are in the text then apply it to your life and then pray about it so um pray pray through the application and then probably actually go do it you know so so probably would be better if we like made it soaped and you know like made something up for the e and the d right so it'd be like uh scripture observation application prayer excitement and do it or something i don't know so okay i probably Probably should edit that out, Sue. Could you make a note that we need to edit that out? So. Not at all. <laughs> now we're going to leave that in just so people know how crazy you are. So, um, and then the other method is the Hear method. H E A R, and it's simply highlight, explain, apply, and respond. And and I like I like the Hear method a lot. I've been using that one the most as of late. Um, and because the first word is highlight. So basically, I'm a highlight guy. I, I like using a highlighter in my Bible, and I buy this one particular type of highlighter that doesn't bleed through the page. Um, but it's not like a crayon, because I had the crayon kind for a while, and they were okay, but then the kind that I really liked, I couldn't find anymore, and it was all, it was not good. Well, then I stumbled upon Hobby Lobby And they have this incredible Bible highlighter. Fine. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll link to that product because it's so good. You'll love it. Um, And so you start by reading the scriptures and you just kind of wait in a sense for the Holy Spirit to pop something out at you and then highlight it. So that's a great place to start is just to, one, come to scripture expectantly. And I actually like to tell people to pray before you even start reading and say, Lord, I come to you today, doesn't have to be like this exact script or anything, but I come to you today recognizing that your word is inspired, that that it's inspired by you, and that it is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, ready to cut through all of my motives and intentions of my heart. Lord, today, speak to me, mold me, shape me, expose things in my heart that need to be exposed. I come to your word today, humble and surrendered to it. Mm -hmm because i think it sets your whole heart up ready to respond to the word of god not to argue with it not to be like oh that was a nice story but to really have it speak to your heart so your posture is important Um, and then highlight what the holy spirit points out explain would really kind of be the contextual journey of understanding the context of scripture in its original um, authorial intent if you will so when David wrote that Psalm, where was he? What was he facing? Why did he write it? What, would, what did it mean to him? Understanding what it meant to the author is really the first step to being able to properly understand what it could possibly mean to you. Because um, sometimes we get a little loosey-goosey with our, our uh, application to our own world. So highlight, explain, apply. So now we understand what it meant to the author. Now we apply it to our own world. And then R is Respond, because it's not simply enough to think up a great application to your life, but now you actually need to figure out, how do I actually do that application? So I need to love my neighbor more. So my response is, today I'm going to bake cookies and take them over to my neighbor. And this time I won't put Exlex in them. No, I've never done that. Mm-hmm. Sue, that was a terrible idea. Why did you put that in the notes? <laughs>
1: I'd like to be your neighbor if you're going to break my cookies. <laughs> without well, Xbox.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, there is a house for sale down the street, so feel free to uh, contact a great real estate agent. Um, I don't have any sponsors yet, so I can't officially name any uh, any real estate agents. We're going off the rails here. Sue, you better help me out. So uh, having, having walked through SOAP, Scripture Observation, Application, and Prayer, and then the... Highlight, explain, apply, respond. Uh, What are your thoughts on those?
1: Yeah, so my SOAP I learned when I was a social worker and I had to chart um, my sessions with patients. So I've always, SOAP always to me has been how I do um, medical charting. So when it's applied to the Bible, it doesn't quite resonate with me. And and, and we talked about here I'd never had heard about until like 15 minutes ago before we started this podcast. So for me, the way I, but it's funny, the way I approach the Bible is very simple similar except I use a journal um, because that's tends to be where I go to um, spiritually is to journal things. So I will journal the verses and I do pray before I start reading the Bible and then I'll journal the verses and then I'll pray over those verses. God what do you want to show me in these verses Um, and then I just write. I just write whatever comes to mind um, and whatever feels like I'm supposed to write and so within that writing process I tend to come up with uh, something of where God's leading me, and then from that I can take it and apply it to what my actions are um, and my, what my response is. So it's very similar, um, but it's, it's more written versus highlighting and, and things like that, but similar concept.
0: I guess I would I would then just clarify, that's actually exactly how I do it as well. I highlight it in my Bible. I don't, I don't like write in my Bible very much. Every once in a while I do, but I don't tip, I haven't found the right kind of pen for that, you know, that like Hobby doesn't, lobby. that doesn't, I know, probably.
1: Yeah, I'm going to
0: get them to sponsor this show. That's what I'm going to do. No, um, I, so I haven't found like the kind of pen that doesn't like smudge yeah, all over the place. Yeah. I don't want to like ruin whatever, no. aesthetically, it just doesn't work for me. No, um, so uh, so I'm, I'm really big on having a journal and being able to the. so actually I would highlight it in my Bible and then write it out in my journal because i do believe there's something really powerful about writing out the word of god that actually it causes me to slow down Um, and sometimes it's it's kind of part of like meditating on scripture uh, because i have to slow down enough to write it all down and then explain i actually explain it in writing in my journal like hey this is this is what david was going through and this is what he was processing and this is what he said and Man, that's crazy that he said that in the midst of that context, like, man, that blows my mind. And OK, Lord, he knew you in a way that I think I need to know you because he was handling way worse circumstances far better than I am. You know, and so uh, then applying and responding, I also do in that journaling method. So I really appreciate you saying that because it helps, uh, you know, correct kind of the, the oversight in like the way that I delivered that as I am such a big fan of people journaling, and and actually scientifically, they have shown that things that you write down with a pen, you know, like with your hand, not typing, but something that you actually write down. There's the way that it connects to your brain, actually helps uh, rewrite your neuro pathways mm-hmm. faster, and so um, so it's this whole process again, of slowing down. Because one of the reasons that we interact with the Word of God is for the renewal of our minds, right? Just um, by by taking heed according to His Word, you know, like eleven in Psalms it says, you know, how shall a young man or woman, you know, keep their way pure, by keeping by taking heed unto Your Word, and you know, Your Word have I stored up in my heart that I might not sin against You. That um, man, we want to be people that are set apart and holy unto our God, and And the Bible is a key key part of that. Not just it has a lot of great principles and rules, but there's a spiritual Holy Spirit power behind the words because the Spirit breathes on those words and changes you. And and so it's like this part that you can't really measure very well because it's this spiritual reality.
1: And I think about when you talk about words, and we talked about words in another podcast, how powerful words are. And when you're studying the Bible and just reading the Bible, there's so much in the words that when we read too fast, we just blow by and we're just like, oh, it said this. And you don't realize the significance of the words that are actually chosen to be used in the Bible by the Holy Spirit. And so I was just reading in Jeremiah recently, and in Jeremiah 1, um, he references an almond tree. Um, and I I'm sure I've read that at least a few times and I just blew by it and so I've been studying trees and what's the significance of trees and so what's the significance of an um, an almond tree and stuff and so as you sit and you write it down and you look at the words and you look at both the significance of what's going on in that time and place in the Bible but also why are those specific words being used because some words will have be more powerful to you than others and you kind of look into that it it really gives you more insight about um, about what God is sharing in the verses through the through the Holy Spirit.
0: That's super good. Um, yeah, and, and it's crazy. Yeah, it's like this balance between, I actually just recently recorded another podcast episode with a guy and we were talking about the Word of God and we were talking about, uh, in parenting, you know, some people can talk about um, quality time and quantity time, you know? So like the amount and quantity of it, but then also the quality of it. And so some people that are really, really busy in their life, they're like, yeah, well, you know, I don't probably spend the quantity of time with my kids that I should, but I just make sure that it's always really quality. You know, assuming that the, the parent has the sole discretion of what quality time actually is. And my, my contention would be that it's impossible to have all of the quality time that you need without first having quantity time because you never know when the quality times are going to pop up when when your kid is going to share something with you that you need to to speak into or you just need to hear it because you need to know what's going on in their heart and so um so there's this balance between like reading a lot of scripture to kind of get it in right because garbage in garbage out good stuff in good stuff out um, and yet not turning it into a race, not turning it into, um, you know, it's good to, hey, I'm going to read the whole Bible this year. Hey, that's a, that's a great goal. But you know what, like, if in the first of your four chapters that day, the Lord slows you down and stops you, you know what, it's okay if it takes you 366 days Mm -hmm. (laughs) to read through the whole Bible, because you needed to stop and you needed to hear what the word of the Lord was for you that day. Um, And so, yeah just uh not being afraid to slow down pause sit on that and so that's where i love the journaling thing because it's like um stop reading for a minute process what you just read because three verses properly processed in the presence of the lord is way more valuable than thousands of verses read so that i can brag about it on social media or whatever Uh, because i was thinking And we'll see how quickly I can pull this up while we're talking, see how awkward it gets, you know, as we (laughs) as we wait for it. Um, I I was reading in in Romans 12 the other day. And um, so in verse four, it's like for for as in one body. Did I say chapter 12? Romans 12, verse four. For as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function so we though many are one body in christ and i've always kind of known that and honestly most of my conversations about this topic have always revolved around well we're we're all you know though many we are all one body in christ but then the second part of the verse has really stuck out to me and so for the last like three or four days i've just been kind of mulling over and individually members of one another It was like this whole nother level of connectedness within the body of christ of almost like interdependence upon one another of how important it is that i'm actually concerned with how you're doing sue like how are you doing how are you growing what's happening in your life how can i be a part of helping that because um, we're, we're a part of one another as the body of Christ. And and so it was like, I don't know that I'm doing a good job explaining it, but I had always had this picture of us all being a part of one body. And so it's still kind of separate, like but, but kind of part of the big body of Christ, whatever that means. But then reading it, and I've read it so many times, Sue, so many times. But then all of a sudden, this one time, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit was like, boop. Like, hey, take a look at that, you know, and so um, just as an example of how one little phrase, it's like not even half the verse has just kind of in, in a positive way, you know, kind of wrecked my week. Like I'm just and I'm just processing that, like, what does that mean? What are the implications of that truth? And I think that's where we really get to live out the life of the word of God is when we begin to understand the implications of the truth that we're reading and how we have to really process it. It's like Romans 6.11, Paul says, Now you, therefore, must also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So it's the first time in the whole book of Romans he actually tells anybody to do anything, and he's telling them to think right. Because I have to know, like, it's not just enough to like, oh, hear all of these truths. Now I need to actually change my way of thinking to align with that truth so that I can then live accordingly. Because there literally have been times in my life, I still remember the day that the Holy Spirit like illuminated that particular verse to me. Like I remember where I was sitting. I remember what I was going through. I was really struggling with something. And I swear I was like, I cannot get free of this thing. It is, it's dominating my life. And then i read the verse and the holy spirit spoke to my heart and said you're believing a lie that sin has no authority over you it has not beaten you consider yourself dead to sin rick and i was wow. like oh wow all of my excuses vanished in a moment and that I, I was like broken before the lord because i'm like. It's my messed up heart that is the problem here, Lord. And he was like, good. Now we can actually get to business because you've addressed what's actually the problem. You've quit blaming it on Satan and how, quote unquote, powerful he is. He's like, by the way, I crushed him under my feet, you know? And he's like, you don't get that until Romans 16, right? But it's coming, you know, whatever. So Anyway, that that, that was unplanned, Um, but an example of the power of the Word of God in a moment to completely remap the way you think about something that up until that point has just wrecked you, and then all of a sudden, because you hear and understand the truth. Now, it doesn't mean it's been easy ever since then, but I approach the problem completely differently now. I approach the problem with a great level of responsibility and understanding of God's grace is available to me to walk in victory over that thing because it does not have authority over me because I'm dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So,
1: yeah, it's so, I wish everybody could be here just because to see your face when you talk about it is why, like some people will say, oh, but the Bible is so dry. And it's like the passion from that experience you just had came from a verse in the Bible and how passionate you are about that and how much it transformed you and your walk with God is how powerful the Bible can be and how much that is so available to everybody. And I just think if people just can experience that passion, you want more and more and more of that. And you just keep looking for it and seeking it and and God answers it every time you seek Him there.
0: Come on, that's so good. I don't think we can... um improve on that so we'll move on to the next part. okay we're one more about... thing on that though. oh go ahead
1: because i got to do you because you didn't do you so how does this go into the small groups and just talking about this with other people like as we're talking about this you're experiencing the bible a certain way i experience it a different way both passionate about it both growing in it but what you share with me also puts something in me as well. And so that sharing that you do amongst your friends, something that I probably blew by that p- passage. And now I'm like, I'm gonna go look at that scripture because what does it say? And so yeah. you bring it into other people's lives as well so that they can see as well. Um, and that's just how God made us uniquely to fit together so, so that we can bring the Bible to everybody and bring the truth out of the Bible to each of us, because we're all not going to get every single verse that says this to me, but it says it to you, and then this one says something to me that I can share with you, and and that interaction, that conversation just sets you afire for God and the passion that resides in His Word.
0: That's so good, and I totally agree with you, and I totally believe that, because um, when God reveals a truth to you, sometimes it makes it accessible to someone else that maybe they wouldn't hit Romans six for another five years on yeah. their reading plan or whatever. And yet you make it accessible to them immediately because you're sharing. And then I love it in revelation where it says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony that there's something so powerful about sharing. And it's not like our testimony necessarily like how I got saved, how I came to Christ, but like the constant, the constant testimony of the life of Jesus being expressed through us and and how it helps all of us overcome the enemy of the blood of the lamb gives us the legal victory and then the word of our testimony like gives us the the gumption to keep on with the fight and keep on walking and thinking right and acting right and all that kind of stuff so so now let's jump over into uh point number two is of prayer and so since this is your strong suit show me the way
1: yeah. I um, For me, prayer is just a daily, minute-by-minute conversation with God. Like, I literally am in prayer. Like And everyone's like, how can you be in prayer all the time? And I'm like, I just am talking to God. Um, I'm very much from the second my eyes open of just like, good morning, God. How are you? I'm glad to be here. Thank you for this and that. Till the moment I put my head on the pillow and I thank God for the day. Um, and people laugh at me of the things I pray over. Like, I literally do not like parking in big cities. I grew up outside of Chicago. I lived down in Chicago in the city and finding parking was horrible. And I used to, I, I used to pray, God, I just need one parking spot. Can you give me one parking? And everyone's like, you pray over parking spots? I'm like, absolutely. Um, so for me, prayer is just always being in connection with God and just sharing what's going on. So just every time I go running, I'm praying. Every time I'm just walk in somewhere Any any second that i have extra that i've not i'm just like oh i just pray um i don't you can you can talk about your acronyms cause, yeah because i don't use acronyms i just pray. before we talk <laughs> about
0: acronyms though uh since you mentioned chicago i feel like we need to talk about pizza for a moment oh. um so is authentic chicago pizza is it deep dish or is it thin deep dish okay because there is a pizza place here in town Um, That is two brothers that came here from Chicago, and they serve thin, like pretty thin crusted pizza, and it's their contention that that is authentic Chicago pizza. It is delicious, by the way. It's called Bridge City Pizza. It's about 50th and Woodstock. Go check it out. No, they did not pay me for that. Their pizza is just that good. But so. But then you see other places, it's like, Chicago pizza, authentic deep dish. So Correct. why the conflict?
1: Because if you go to Chicago, most of the places, a lot of the places that are well-known, and my last name is one pizza place, if you don't know that, Giordano's is a pizza place in Chicago. Um, That is well known and so everyone asks me if I own it, which I do not and they don't even give me any discounts on my pizza I've tried. Lame. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Of all Um,
0: the injustices in the world, hello. (laughs) Exactly, exactly.
1: But most of the places that you hear people talk about are all about deep dish pizza. Hmm. So that's all I can tell you.
0: Fascinating. Um, So that was a great pizza derailment of the conversation, (laughs) but necessary. Um, So you did mention acronyms in prayer. And I, again, just looking for tools to help people think through the different aspects of prayer. Because, you know, on one hand, prayer is communication with God. So that means the more the merrier, really. Um, uh, Pastor Jack, he was a pastor on staff here at the church for 30 years, uh, passed away uh, probably about... 10, about nine years ago, I think. Great man of God. And one of his like famous phrases was always, more prayer is better than less prayer. More prayer is better than less prayer. And so when you ask yourself, you know, should we do this? Should we pray? Yeah, you probably should, because more prayer is always better than less prayer. So, uh, But having an idea of the different types or different um, postures of prayer is really good. And so there's two words you can use. One, you can use the word pray. And so uh, one version of that, is praise, so praise prayers, uh, repent prayers, ask prayers, and yield prayers, so prayers of yielding. Um, So another one that is used is the the word acts, you know, like the book in the Bible, the book of acts, Um, adoration, uh, just prayers of worship and adoration of God, confession, so obviously that would uh, go similarly with the repent piece from the other word, Um, confession of sin, Thanksgiving would be the T, and then S would be the supplication. And so um, I like that one because before you get to the asking portion, if you were to follow it as a pattern, you have worshiped, you have cleansed through confession, you've then walked through a whole bit of thanksgiving. And so talk about getting your heart set in the right place before you start asking for stuff. It's my contention that a lot of times some of the things you thought you needed to ask for will be resolved by the time you get there because your heart has been made right through the process. So that'd be one of the reasons why I like I like those tools and they should only be used that way, just as tools, as guidelines, not as directives. You know, like you don't have to do this. You don't have to do all of them. You could wake up one day and go, you know what, I'm just going to pray some some adoration prayers like my whole conversation with God today is just going to be about how ridiculously cool I think mm-hmm. you are and just kind of relish in that. And, and that builds your spirit up. And, you know, you, may you if you just did that every day, that would be something significant for your life. Uh, although you don't want to miss the confession part. That's a, that's a big deal. But. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think about a lot of people will say, oh, I, I don't have 20 minutes here. I don't have 10 minutes here. And it becomes this time thing. And, and you can pray when you're driving in the car. You can pray when you're standing in line at Target. There, There's no, there's, you don't have to be sitting still in your prayer room. You know, that's great if you do, but you can pray at multiple times throughout the day. You can worship and give thanks multiple times throughout the day. And so don't put the rhythms around like, well, I have to be do 20 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes at night. Um, let it be a relationship that you are open to when you feel moved to pray. And just as soon as you start thinking about like, oh, when do I have time to pray? Then it just comes to you when you have quiet time. When you're just, like I said, I in the car is a great time for a lot of people to pray because... They're just sitting there. Um, So just open yourself up to the different times that you have throughout the day, and you'll find that you have a lot more time to pray than you ever think because you're not so rigid about, I have to be sitting in this room quietly with my hands on my knees praying.
0: Right. And as with most of the things that we talk about, both are good, right? So Mm -hmm. having your prayer closet, like Jesus says, go in your, go and shut the door. You know there's a there's an element of that where it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical legitimate closet it could be um, just the practice of shutting out all of the distractions and maybe driving in your car is the place where that happens most frequently uh, because maybe being at home is mostly chaos you know like you know if there's kids if whatever all the different things that can be happening at home Um, and so so yeah definitely both are good but I, I love Uh, taking prayer outside of the box. Um, One book that I have read that I found very helpful on the topic is called Prayer, Experiencing Awe and Intimacy with God, and it's by Timothy Keller. It's an excellent, I'll put it in the show notes as well, Um, such an excellent book. Gives a lot of historical um, background on just the whole journey of prayer, um, but just talks about the the journey of prayer from a very personal standpoint from, uh, Tim Keller just shares like, uh, you know, he's like a pastor for 20 plus years and realized, uh, the the lack of his understanding of prayer and, and actually it was personal crisis that drew him into a place of beginning to really understand prayer. And so, um, kind of just a word of encouragement to everybody listening, like don't wait for your moment of crisis to discover the treasures of prayer. Um, God is like, wants us to come boldly before his throne of grace to find help in time of need. He, he wants us to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. I mean, there's just so many things, you know, and, and just, even if you look at the model of the Lord's prayer, Matthew chapter six, I think about starting in about verse five, you know, um, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, give us this daily bread, forgive us our sins. And just the the model that that is, if you break it down, just uh, phrase by phrase, you can walk through a very, very good. And, and I think it's just helpful for people, to, again, to have those tools to know, where do I start? Because starting is the hardest part. I mean, even in uh, I think it's physics where you would learn about it. The energy, the energy of initialization, uh, the way that the graph goes of how much energy it takes to get something off the ground, but then sustaining it is not nearly the level of energy that it took to get it going. So moving from what would be called inertia when you're not moving to uh, momentum. And so uh, I think that's an interesting concept in, in all of these spiritual disciplines that we're talking about, recognizing that the hardest part Of each of these practices is going to be at the beginning. So, um, man, we've talked about um, we've talked about the stuff that was that's mentioned in sacred pathways, the different spiritual um, aspects that you know, different spiritual kind of personalities, almost in a sense that people can have are four different types of spirituality. Uh, We've talked about the Bible. Um, We didn't really mention devotionals so much, but devotionals are another great way. Uh, because other people have done a lot of hard work and and processed the word of God, and so it can be a really great way to gain. Again, it's kind of that community piece that we were mentioning. Um, you version has tons and tons of devotionals, and um, I'm a Tim Keller fan, so he has a really really good one um, on the Book of Psalms. It's uh, the Psalm, the Songs of Jesus, I think is what it's called. Um, it's I'll put it in the show notes. It's really good and it's short, but um, just one one uh, devotional on a different psalm every single day uh, for the whole year. It's pretty incredible. Um, I yeah, highly recommend. So, uh, and then we talked about prayer. We talked about, um, so in the Bible part, we talked about here and SOAP methods. And in the prayer part, we talked about the, the PRAY acronym or the ACTS acronym, um, just as giving tools and guidance and how to engage in prayer. Um, so I feel like we've probably given people enough to process for today. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. But remember, when two come together, prayer is more powerful. So it's a powerful time to do it in your groups and with your friends. And um, as you think about prayer, just praying together, it's just, I just can't say more about the power that's released.
0: Yeah, and I think um, moving beyond just uh, prayer requests and moving into some of those adoration or maybe even confession. I think there's some accountability that comes, confess your sins one to another, that you may be healed out of James five, you know, like um, some pretty powerful things that happen there are thanksgiving, um, in, you know, thanksgiving prayers together because you remind other people things that they should be thankful for that maybe they've been struggling. So um, I so appreciate you just continuing to throw that community aspect into these concepts because spiritual formation, though, I know my default is to always go individual as I'm processing the concepts um, yet you keep pulling me back to the right place is the, the horizontal relationship that God has ordained us to have is, is really just as important as the vertical relationship Absolutely. Uh, because God has always been in perfect community in the Trinity and so we are beings created to be in community as well.
1: Yeah. Um, one more tool. So you mentioned the you version. Um, they also have not only the devotionals, which is a great way to just to jump into getting into the Bible every day, but they also released a prayer part to it so you can pray with other people um, on the U version and put your, you know put your prayer requests and pray for your community and stuff. So just a, a something super simple to be on your phone. And so when you have time, you can look at your phone and see who you need to pray for, and it's all right there.
0: And also they have the Bible reading plans that you can do. You can do devotionals together with your mm-hmm. friends on YouVersion and you can do Bible reading plans together. And I like how they have the talk about it mm-hmm. um, part on every Bible reading plan. So you're like, hey, what did what did the Lord highlight to you yes. in this reading? And you can, you can have a little conversation with your small group people or whatever um, right inside the app and it's all free. So that's pretty sweet. So. Awesome. Well, Sue, thank you so much for your contributions today. You have uh, definitely hit a home run today. We're still looking for the ball. Um, Hopefully we'll find it before next week. So um, I think this is a great place to to wrap the conversation up today we will come back next week to hit on the two topics of Sabbath and spiritual retreats uh, those will be great I um, definitely make a, make a point on your calendar for Tuesday morning is when the, the episodes always drop so love for you to go find it right away um, as always if you can like and share and comment and rate the podcast just helps more people to be able to find it you can also reach me at Rick M at manahouse.church with that just say man go read the Bible and pray today um, and you will grow, grow, grow. With that, have a great day. God bless you and we'll see you next week.